0: All right, the Bride of Christ. What does that mean? Of course, there's the giving, the gifts. That's pretty cool in your wedding. Uh, But, you know, if you were going to get married just for the gifts, you probably should not do that, right? That's probably a bad idea. There's much more that makes this wedding that's beautiful about this wedding, this marriage, right? Esther is this beautiful picture of the Bride of Christ. She's literally queen of the world. Literally. Yeah. With a hidden love for her Jewish roots suddenly the world turns upside down, and here people are about to be destroyed. Her privilege and destiny suddenly come face-to-face face with the reality that she was placed in this amazing life so that she could save her people. What? What? but only if she's willing to risk everything. Wow. Does God not do that all the time? It's just like, yay. It's like, oh, wait. (laughs) She decides to obey and chooses fasting and intercession as her weapon. Good choice. She had been given intimacy with the king of this world and every treasure she desired, but she surrendered all to God to experience intimacy with him. Disaster was turned into victory. Their enemies destroyed and the kingdom was delivered to her people saints. You see the picture? One final exciting development. Many of the peoples of the earth became Jews. In this end times paradigm that previews a great harvest of souls during the tribulation and many saints recognizing that they're connected to Israel and develop a love for their people. So, you know, there's some really cool things. Let me just jump into Matthew 25. Just read you a piece here. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept, and at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out and meet him, which is to say, repent. <laughs> then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest we should be not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and those who were Mm. ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut Mm. afterward the other virgins came also saying Lord Lord open to us but he answered and said assuredly I say to you I do not know you watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming so oil causes the lamps to light up it's the presence of the Holy Spirit illuminating the word of God count the cost. Jesus said, buy from me. Sometimes he said, come to me and I'll give to you. In Revelation in the letters to the churches, he said, buy from me. The twelve wise virgins, he said, needed to buy oil from him, not from people, but from him. It's a significant difference. They should have counted the cost. They didn't. They were cast out of darkness. Between the feast of first fruits and Pentecost, they are commanded to count the days, 50 days to Pentecost. Jesus stays on the earth for 40 days, after his crucifixion and resurrection and then he ascends and says wait for pentecost to receive which came ten days later that's a shadow It's counting that's the focus you don't have to be baptized in the holy spirit to be saved but he wants you to be filled he wants you to be full of him so you can shine your light which requires oil see how that works he said Hmm. darkness is going to come on the face of the earth so he knows you'll use up your oil so he says buy from me come to me get full be filled. Yeah. Listen, hmm. this is not an argument, right? <laughs> That's a stupid argument. <laughs> who, who cares who's right and wrong on that one? You need the, you need the Holy Spirit. You, yeah. need, you need that baptism. You need to be full. I mean, who in the world would start an argument on that one? Let's just pursue him and just say, give me what you got as much as you got. That's what he's looking for. Yeah. He's looking for these virgins who have, you know, have enough sense to pursue him. So pursue him. Revelation chapter 4 to Laodicea. I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were one or the other. So Mm -hmm. because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich, I've acquired wealth, do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. So you can become rich. White clothes to wear. Again, that's wedding, So you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Again, notice these people didn't count the cost. You have to buy from Jesus, not from man. There'll be many full pews the day after the rapture because they spent their time only buying from man instead of Jesus. This is all about spending time in his presence to be filled mm. with him. Like Moses, we yes. glow when we return into the world. I'll tell you what, if your day is filled with anger, and you're probably not glowing. The Lord expects light from and his people. The light of God in our lives comes from the Holy Spirit, which causes ministry to happen in the lives of believers. Amen. Burning oil produces light. For spiritual virgins, because we're betrothed to Jesus, we ought to bear his light in the dark world. Still, told us that some virgins will not have the wisdom to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's a warning to us. Boy, there every ever a warning that scares the daylights out of me. A warning not to quench the Spirit, not to be filled with him and be the light of the world. Right. But don't quench the Spirit. Yeah. And I'll leave you this last verse or two that I believe may help make sense of these seasons. We're in the midst of kind of traveling through. There's a way to walk in victory. There's a way that God has designed for his bride to carry herself so that he can carry her. Psalm 84. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca weeping, they make it a spring. The rain covers it with pools. Blessings they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. The God of gods shall be seen. That's that last little piece there. That's the the story of Purim. It's the story of uh, who we are as a people, and it's a it's a story of what God asks from us. Hmm. And you want this is the last month, the Jewish year about to end. And we're going to step into the first month, Passover, and we're going to start the whole journey again. And so I hope this, if you get to go back, I'll put this all on the blog and we'll put it on the podcast and you'll have a chance to go through this all. My goal, my hope today was that you can see this whole picture. Well, the kingdom of God from the beginning to the end and as we end with the wedding. And I hope this lays it for you. I will be back in 30 days. We'll teach on Passover and then teach on the resurrection and the Feast of First Fruits and talk about the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread all in that time. And then we'll be back for Pentecost and on and on. It goes through as the year begins to do. Amen. But uh, may may God just take this and bless this and anoint it to your life that you uh, can bear great fruit in him, that you might recognize your your roots in him go deep and that you are the bride of Christ. And uh, And again, as we, I'm going to have our announcers continue just reminding you to give a Purim gift uh, uh, to, to victory as we continue trying to raise some of the funds that are lacking today. And I uh, just thank you ahead of time, and thank you if you've already given. Yeah, and you can call 770-781-9150 and um, go to victory.radio. A lot of different ways that you can uh, dive in and make that Purim gift today. Uh, as we said, that is just a beautiful celebration and, and and realizing through the journey that he was always there anyway. <laughs> Yeah, And now we get to celebrate that as that victory, like you were just talking about. We get to walk in that. We get to walk in that as family of God, as joint heirs with Christ, as kingdom bearers. We get to celebrate by being unified and giving. You know, as we get ready to pray, too, I just ought to mention, you know, the words of Mordecai, every Jew is to celebrate just like it was the very days mm-hmm. when we were relieved of our enemies in our month. Was transformed. This is every year we we're supposed to do. This. And our month was transformed from one sorrow to joy, from mourning to festivity, feasting, rejoicing, send food, give gifts to the poor. You know, I want to remind you that Purim is. You can have personal perms too. Yeah. The day of salvation. Mine was in August of 1979 when I got saved. That's yeah. a Purim perm to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next year, same month, got baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's Purim perm to me. Amen. And uh, you know. I tell you what, the day that God uh, gave me opportunity to, to as Dr. Walker was stepping down and had a chance to to purchase this radio station and continue it rather than letting it fall away, and uh, I sat with Don and we had that conversation, and uh, and God moved to to really preserve the station. That was a perm and a half right there. Oh yeah. Uh, the day he signed the paperwork and it was real, and there was no longer danger. That was the real perm day. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I just have so many in my lives. The day I was married. The day Corey was born. The day Livery was born. Yeah. I mean, there's perm after perm after perm. So how do we live in perm? Well, you know, we live our days as if it was the very day it happened, and we remind ourselves that um, God has commanded us to be joyful at our yes. festivals. Never appear to him empty-handed. Bring gifts in proportion to the way Jehovah has that's blessed you. Everybody to celebrate. So let's pray, Father. You have uh, given beyond measure. Mm. We couldn't measure it if we tried. If we if we did it, we'd we'd forget about a million of the things and and never give you glory. So Lord, thank you for everything from day one to our last day, for eternity that's to come, for preparing for your life and death for for resurrection, for the pouring out of your spirit, for your um, presence to to be near to you is our good, for your constant intervention in our lives. The fact that you hear us, that we can cry out to you, that we can know you intimately, that you have called us your bride, that we know that we are really, really loved and treasured, that, Lord, when we fail... And the devil wants to make us just feel full of guilt and condemnation, and that's we can stop in that moment and realize, Wait, no, wait, I'm really still just as love right mm, now. Yes, and yes. our yes. repentance can come from a place of love rather than, um, just uh, shame and and the uh, fear, and so that we can stay united to you that sin is been dealt with and so you can cast that sin off uh, like just a little flick of dust and to you it's, it is as nothing because your blood covers your mercy and your grace cover us. And Lord we ask you for hearts that are repentant quickly for lives that are uh, full of oil. And Lord I ask you in the name of Jesus as we're talking about this bridegroom, the Lord, you bring salvation this day to countless countless people, and Lord you would fill them with your Holy Spirit that you cause us yes, to pursue you and never stop until yes, we are full overflowing to that work God in Jesus name amen every